This is Guns and Butter. will collapse and what we have in mind is a total collapse of the share of labor income in the French society and how to get that by the Treaty of Maastricht and the creation of the euro system. I'm Bonnie Faulkner. Today on Guns and Butter, Alain Parquez. Today's show, the birth of the European Central Bank, its real agenda. Alain Parquez is Emeritus Professor of Economics, First Class, University of Franche-Comté at Basosan, France, Faculty of Law, Economics, and Political Science. He has written extensively on monetary policy, crisis theory, and economic policy, including articles and books on the impact of austerity measures, which he believes are the cause of the world crisis. He is currently writing a book on the general theory of the monetary circuit and its economic policy implications. Today's show features introductory remarks by Alain Parquez at the first Italian grassroots Economic Summit on Modern Money Theory in Rimini, Italy, February 2012, produced by Italian journalist Paolo Bernard. The five speakers were Stephanie Kelton, William Black, Alain Parquez, Michael Hudson, and Marshall Auerbach. Alain Parquez. Yes, when I look at this audience, I am ashamed to be French because such an event would be impossible in my own country for two reasons. The government would have tried to forbid it and the economy and society is in such a state of total disaster that people, even young people, are completely despaired. So, again, Italians are the sole hope of Europe. Contrary to what happens in France, you try to fight the total coup d'état, which has been planned a very long time ago and enshrined into the European Monetary Union. I shall try to explain that the so-called sovereign 
a crisis of sovereign debt is a lie. But it has been carefully planned by those who built the European system. What they had in mind was the creation of a new totalitarian social order, destroying democracy, all kind of social legislation. And now the new treaty imposed by our French president, who makes Berlusconi a saint, deprived the states of any kind of sovereignty, imposed permanent deflation. So, yes, my colleague was right. You are what the European ruling class is afraid of. Mobilization of the people. They want to rule by fear and ignorance. And at least, thanks to Paolo and thanks to you, there is hope that fear and ignorance will defeat what should be deemed techno-fascism, which is the existent condition of the European Monetary Union. So thank you and hail Italy. Well, I am here uh, to speak of a very dark and tragic story. You already understood that Euro is a monster contradicting all the rules of both modern money, modern economy. So, the problem is, why is such an absurd system exists at all? I was told that in your country, like in mine, some people believe that if we get rid of the euro, Italy or France should be back to the state of the poorest part of Africa, Zimbabwe. But the real economy 
in the Eurozone is already in the state of Zimbabwe. For instance, some short data on France because the French invented and imposed the Euro system a very long time ago. In France, the true amount of unemployment is around 60% of the active people, which is obviously enormous. And we have a true rate of inflation of 7 or 8%. So we don't have full employment and we don't have price stability. It means that all official data in Europe are lies. So I shall uh, start my true speech by a quotation from the chief executive of the French Ministry of Finance. By the way, he is a monk of the order of Santo Benedict and the chief of the French Opus Dei. And by the way, the European Commission is entirely controlled, like the French government, by the Opus Dei. So, I try uh, to uh, discuss with him. He told me, yes, the French economy is dead, but not enough. He told me, Professor, you should understand why the European system exists. What we want is to destroy forever the people. We want forever to create a new kind of European people accepting sufferance, poverty, which could accept wages lower than in China. And it will be the core of my intervention. The Euro system was never planned to be a monetary union. 
it was not even planned as a neoliberal agenda. The neoliberal economics, American style, was and is still completely ignored by the ruling European elite. When you think that uh, even uh, for the leader of the French Socialist Party, President Obama is a Marxist. So, what is the euro? A new totalitarian social order which was planned a long time ago in the interwar period and completed by the regime of François Mitterrand in, the, in that new order there will be no more sovereign state. The state has to vanish. At least the state rooted into democracy, parliament, republic. In the new order, power should be entirely transferred to those who deserve it, which means some elite capitalist class, technocrats, enjoying absolute power of control. You're listening to economics professor and author Alain Parquez at the Summit on Modern Money Theory in Rimini, Italy. Today's show, The Birth of the European Central Bank, Its Real Agenda. I'm Bonnie Faulkner. This is Guns and Butter. And... In the first part of my interventions, I shall try briefly to explain the story of the planning of the European Monetary Union. It started in the interwar period in the most reactionary, traditionalist parts of the French ruling class, with some support from 
un italien philosophe, Julius Evola, the very one who accused Mussolini of being too soft to the people and who accused Adolf Hitler of being too pro-people. In the second part, I shall try to explain that the so-called sovereign debt crisis is obviously an event who never happened in history. But such a crisis has been carefully planned by the architects of the European system. What they had in mind was to privatize the state. And since they believed that the state, at least the state with democracy, was always wasting real wealth. It's obvious that the state being forced to borrow money, the state debt should be looked at as bad debts and thereby the state should be completely enslaved to the so-called bonds market, which is exactly what is happening now. In the last part, I shall try to prove that there is not the least way of amending the system because as a social order it has is logic and those who controls the system will never accept any kind of change, especially any kind of intervention of the European Central Bank only, indeed, if those interventions aim at increasing the bank's wealth. So, the sole possibility of saving 
the European society is to get rid of that system. The private sector, capitalist sector in Europe is now dead. To quote Michael Hudson, a pure parasite, leaders of the capitalist sector are no more interested into the real economy. They are rentier. So European capitalism is dying. Growth is for five or six years in France minus three or four percent a year. As for the euro, it's as I wrote, thanks to an invitation by my colleague Stephanie Kelton in a long time ago, a false money and I wrote an article, a false money against the real economy. And indeed, it destroyed the real economy. But first, let us briefly explain the origin of such an absurd system. There are two stages into the planning of the euro system. The first, in the interwar period and during 1940-1943. And the second stage, the achievement of the system was, I must say, the masterwork of the regime of François Mitterrand. So we start in the mid-30s with people like Schumann, Jean Monnet, Schumann wrote that in 1927 we need to create Europe as a new order rooted into tradition, saving Europe from décadence, décadence for the pro-Europeans means socialism, revolution, Protestants, Jews, Marxism, 
free access to health and education, abortions, homosexuality, etc., etc. And, which is extremely interesting, for the early pro-Europeans, what they wished was a system completely opposed to the United States society they hated. And the European elite was more hating the United States society of consumptions, shopping mails than the hated USSR. And now it is exactly the same. So what was required to build Europe to abolish the state? to force a permanent deflation by squeezing and squeezing public expenditures. It could help to transfer the power to a super class of technocrats on a supranational scale. But for those early Europeans, what meant Europe? It meant a condominium between France and Germany and a colonial empire, including Southern Europe and Eastern Europe. They were absolutely explicit on this problem. But how could we suppress the state by depriving the state of any power on money. All of them were fanatical followers of Friedrich Hayek, the most right-wing Austrian economics of that time. So, Europe should rely on a supra-national currency entirely controlled by a sovereign central bank enjoying absolute power 
to ration the state. Indeed, they finally, what they wished was to impose the future European currency as a super gold standard. You're listening to economics professor and author Alain Parquez at the Summit on Modern Money Theory in Rimini, Italy. Today's show, The Birth of the European Central Bank, Its Real Agenda. I'm Bonnie Faulkner. This is Guns and Butter. Of the Treaty of Maastricht was written by a French economist, François Perrou, in 1943, with the full support of a treaty passed between the Reich government and the French pro-Nazi regime of that time. And the new treaty, which has been decided by President Sarkozy and Madame Merkel, is exactly the blueprint of François Perrou, 1943. Those people were against the traditional gold standard because they believed that the gold standard had not allowed a total abolition of the power of the state to spend. So euro should be a super gold standard. So it was the first stage. But for some time, the European project was maybe in the backwards because all his supporters were more pro-Hitlerian than Adolf Hitler himself. So we had to wait the regime of François Mitterrand. I could speak on this question because I had been conscripted by the chief advisor of François Mitterrand, who, by the way, was a fanatical right-winger, hating the modern world, hating the United States, a monarchist who said, I hate the poor. So Jacques Attali was de facto 
the Prime Minister of France. And Attali was in charge with a lot of former Marxists turned to supporters of the new regime of drafting a more sustainable version of the euro system. But they had in mind the same vision. We must destroy shopping mails, consumption shopping mails were for them a pure infamy. People should accept to be poor. I remember debates at the secret commission who was in charge of the campaign of Mitterrand. Mitterrand had to win the support of the then Party Communist. France had a communist party. Now, no more. So, I was charged to write some modest Keynesian, I would say, modern money program. But Atali was asked by those who funded Mitterrand campaign and who was the major funders the Chase Manhattan Bank and two others American banks. But we never gave you money to get a program of full employment. Atali said, I have the commitment of our dear future president as soon as we could as we could we will destroy we will cut we will deflate the economy real wages will collapse and what we have in mind is a total collapse of the share of labor income in the French society. And how to get that? By the Treaty of Maastricht and the creation of the Euro system. I shall end this intervention by emphasizing 
first the lies. It happened that I was quite close to François Mitterrand. He was some a long time ago, some uh, boyfriend of my mother before the war. My mother told me François lies so well that he could believe that he is for the people. So François Mitterrand, during the sole debate on the Treaty of Maastricht, dared to say, answering a question from a student, I can swear there is not the least independent central bank in the Treaty of Maastricht. Second point, the core principle of the European treaties was the privatization of the state, was to oblige the state to borrow money by selling bonds to private banks. So the state, like any corporation, but a corporation with a very pure reputation had to beg money to banks at the rates of interest decreed by banks. So, finally, the Treaty of Maastricht and the following Growth and Stability Pact, a very weird name. The true name should have been Destruction and Instability Pact. So the true, what they had in mind was that finally the state will be completely enslaved to private banks and so will be obliged to cut and cut and cut expenditures. And it is exactly what happened. And finally, 
lies continue. To be brief, the share of state debt in the assets of major French German banks is below 5%. Banks are losing money not because of state debt, but because of the total collapse of the real economy. And second point, I am horrified when people say, oh, poor banks, the Greek government lied. But it is absurd. Everybody was aware of the true state of the Greek economy. 90% of the Greek debt is held, like the Italian, by French and German banks. So everybody knew. And by the way, what is happening now, thanks to the new treaty, is, if it is indeed uh, finally endorsed, a total abdication of states, of fiscal policy, and any kind of social policy. And indeed, the dream of the new order will be achieved. So, now, the problem of rulers of the system is how to maintain the control of society. Of this, they are afraid. Because there is no debate. Official economists in Germany, France, most European countries are completely corrupt. If I dare say, they are official prostitutes, financed bad grants by European institutions. So they never debate on the infamy and collapse of the European system. Thank you. You're listening to economics professor and author Alain Parquez at the Summit on Modern Money Theory in Rimini, Italy. Today's show, The Birth of the European Central Bank, Its Real Agenda. I'm Bonnie Faulkner. This is Guns and Butter.
see, let me uh, allow for a while uh, to defend the European Central Bank and banks. Because ultimately, who has created the UCB? Who is imposing the European Central Bank policy? The states themselves. Even if the European Central Bank decided to finance state expenditure, the French government and the German government will say no. They absolutely are rejecting any kind of policy of saving the economy. Everybody knows that. First, the European Central Bank is a weak oligarchy of 17 central banks de facto ruled by the French Central Bank and the German Central Bank. But everybody also knows that the central banks of France and Germany never do anything without the full advice, consent and support of the new axis ruling Europe Paris-Berlin. Thereby, it is exactly uh, the same for banks. Governments from France and Germany imposed policies of destruction all over Europe. And now, the economy is in such a state of disaster that we need an enormous increase in expenditures. So it is much more than a job guarantee program when the majority of the population is forever unemployed. So, my solution is let us support any movement to get rid of the euro. There is no other way give back food monetary sovereignty to the states. I was told that this event is uh, for the chair of the European Commission and Abomination. And your Prime Minister was asked to prevent it. At least the luck for Italy is that you have a weak state while in France we have a very strong state. Uh, second point, uh, 
I do think uh, that what is at what is at stake is to impose a change of politics. People accepting this learned audience are living in a world of lies. And you're absolutely right. The share of labor income, including pensions, in France, Germany, is at its lowest level since the interwar period or the Nazi period. In France, in the, in the span of 20 years, the share of labor income collapsed by at least 30 or 40 percent. And yes, more and more people are committing suicide in France because of labor conditions. People who are still employed are living in uh, firms who are more and more acting as some kind of Soviet forced labor uh, concentration. Never have people been so productive. The productivity in France, Germany, is in Italy, is one of the highest in the world. But at the same time, real wages collapsed. And people are not aware of this scandal. But now, in most parts of France, the shopping malls are empty. A large part of the country is going back to some kind of middle age, an idem for Germany. And this is a scandal. We must uh, try uh, to make the people know the truth, to oblige the media to reveal the true situation. Everybody knows that the euro is grossly over and overvalued. It is, and the euro rate of exchange is maintained by a lot of artifacts, including permanent swaps with the Federal Reserve System And now, some effort of uh, France and Germany uh, to get an inflow of dollars uh, from Saudi Arabia and even China. So, 
the real value of the euro is absolutely nothing. After all, Italy, like France, always survived and prospered in a global environment. Without the euro, Italy uh, was a highly competitive country, as Marshall said. And so, if I could assure you that uh, Stephanie was right, the euro can survive only if Italy decides to remain in the system. All major banks in France and Germany are already uh, trying to compute the effect of the end of the euro system. It is a dying system. So uh, the effect could be a benefit for uh, Italy uh, if it retains its monetary sovereignty, reconstruct uh, the economy. The very option of United States of Europe had been rejected since the start because those who intended to abolish the state at the nation level did not intend to create a state at the European level. We reached a state of the society where the sole option is to leave the system. And, by the way, banks do not want to be reimbursed. It is a point I should address more. The French and the Germans created a system installing some kind of eternal debt for European people. What banks want is income. And if Italy decided to leave the euro, the system would collapse. The real value of the euro is nothing. And it is a fact that France and Germany, and mainly the French, are afraid of this point. listening to economics professor and author Alain Parquez. Today's show has been The Birth of the European Central Bank, Its Real Agenda, 
Alain Parquez is Emeritus Professor of Economics First Class, Université de Franche-Comté at Basançon, France, Faculty of Law, Economics, and Political Science. His main academic title is that of Dr. Détat E's Science Economique, University of Paris One. He is a member of the Eastern Economic Association in the United States. Courses he has taught during the last eight years include Principles of Macroeconomics, Theory of Economic Policy, Financial Economy, International Economic Relations, and Theory of Distribution. Visit his website at www.neties.com. That's neties.com. Or Google Alain Parquez. That's A L A I N P A R Q U E Z. Visit the website for the first Italian summit on modern money theory at www.democraziamt.info. That's democraziamt.info. Guns and Butter is produced by Bonnie Faulkner and Yara Mako. To leave comments, order copies of shows. Email us at blfaulkner at yahoo.com. That's B-L-F-A-U-L-K-N-E-R at yahoo.com. Visit our website at www.gunsandbutter.org. That's G-U-N-S-A-N-D-B-U-T-T-E-R dot O-R-G. Release. You dig me?